This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. We want to start today talking about one of my favorite subjects, the movies that we go see each year, the movies that help us escape from the reality that is around us, the movies that entertain us, that maybe inform us, make us think differently about things. I love the way cinema plays such a vital role in our lives in this country. And uh, we want to start today by talking about 2018 at the movies. There was a lot of activity, of course, at the movies this year. Lots of things came out. There's lots of controversy over some things and other things uh, that that uh, that people maybe didn't love or are arguing about. Joining me now to talk a little more about 2018 at the movies is Adam Graham. He's the film critic at the Detroit News. Adam, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning. I love what you said about movies there at the top of the hour. It was really, yeah. really eloquently stated. And yeah. I think it touches on why you know, we love movies so much. And, and I have to say up front then that I've been a disappointment to myself this year in the sense that I have seen, I think, fewer movies in a theater this year than at any other year in my adult life. You're slipping. I, had, I, I just have <laughs> not I have not gotten to the theater this year, even though there have been movies that have come out that I've said to myself, boy, I really want to see that. I just I just haven't gotten it done. I uh, I'm this week. I, I, I my my tally for the year so far. I, I counted the other day. I think I'm at 243 movies well, for the year. <laughs> okay, but it is your job. <laughs> it is my job, but that's still it's still a personal <laughs> it's that, a personal record. Is that more? And so I think I'm going to squeeze in. I'm going to find a way to get seven more because I have to get to 250. <laughs> you want that I want that 250. That is that is quite a number. I don't know how you. I'm impressed. I'm impressed straight. with myself. I'm impressed with myself. <laughs> Are there 243 new movies that came? I mean, these yeah, are the movies that, that the, came out this year. I think there's probably at least a hundred that I missed. Really. So somebody out there is seeing another hundred another besides 100 me. Movies. But I would say, you know, of the of the two hundred forty some odd movies I've seen this year, there's maybe like twenty five that are really <laughs> worth kind of digging that into. Worth doing. And then there's a lot that just kind of come out and you forget about, like Hunter Killer with Gerard <laughs> Butler and a submarine. You know, there's always a couple of Gerard Butler oh, submarine no. movies in there. Oh no, poor Gerard <laughs> Butler. Um, uh, the, here's the another thing that we want to do with uh, you, uh, the listeners. During this segment, it's Christmas time, and we're talking about movies, so let's talk a little about Christmas movies, which, of course, are one of the things that help divine the season. Uh, we've been having an argument in the office here uh, among our production staff about what makes a Christmas movie. Is a Christmas movie something that makes you feel good about Christmas or has a cheery subject or context or is it just any movie where christmas <laughs> is present or shows up or just even is mentioned this has been a really spirited argument in this uh, office and i have to say up front i come down on the side that uh if it's a movie that takes place during christmas or there's something christmasy that happens in the movie it's a Christmas movie. I think the, the the classic example of that is Die Hard, which yes. is not a cheery movie in, in, until the end, I guess. <laughs> uh, and it, you know, it's pretty violent and and uh, garishly violent in some in some cases. Uh, but it takes place during a Christmas party, and it takes place during a Christmas reunion uh, of a guy and his estranged wife. I don't see how you not count that as uh, a Christmas movie and uh, there are, but there are folks here 
at WDET who work on this show who say that's not a Christmas movie <laughs> because it's just an action movie. And I, I, I don't know. Uh, that's sort of an either or. Uh, 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 paradigm that I'm not willing to subscribe to. <laughs> this uh, this debate kind of comes up every year whether or not Die Hard's a Christmas movie. I've all since the first time I saw it, I was like, "That's a Christmas movie," and there's yeah. never been any question. Um, this is now the I have a machine of Die Hard. Yes, as well. it is. Right? Yes, uh, on the on the 30th anniversary over the summer. Um, the Rock re- kind of remade it in a way with Skyscraper and didn't come close. Um, but <laughs> another like, movie I didn't see. You know, oh, you didn't you didn't miss anything. I'll tell you everything that you need to see and that you that you missed or didn't miss. But in Die Hard, they play Run DMC's Christmas with Holly, they Christmas do. and Hollis. They do. Uh, Argyle is chilling in the limousine, <laughs> listening to it with the teddy bear. It's that's a Christmas movie. That's a Christmas movie. Straight right up. there, the, the debate over. Uh, <laughs> Next but, subject. That's right. But we do. Want to hear from you, the listeners, about what you are watching this time of year. What movies define the Christmas season for you? What movies do you watch each year? Uh, and then call and tell us how you come down on this question of Christmas movies. Which ones are Christmas movies and which ones are not in your opinion? As always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit today, and we'll work you into the conversation. Um, Adam, I want to start with uh, your list of top 10 movies this year, which uh, you, you wrote about in the Detroit News. And let's just start right with the, the news here, the, the shocker. <laughs> uh, you think that the best movie of the year was Paddington 2. 150%. Which, you know, I, I, you know, I'm an open-minded guy, and I always want to hear what people's reasons are for the things that they think. But, but I was shocked when I saw this. I, <laughs> I, I was like, well, here's somebody who sees 243 <laughs> movies in a year. Yes. And he picks this, uh, this kind of uh, campy, I think, uh, uh, semi-animated, uh, semi-animated. Uh, uh, film. Now, I, I saw parts of Paddington 1, and, and, and I did see that because uh, when I was a kid, Paddington was one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Uh, I, I just loved uh, the story about that bear, and I had I had a Paddington bear uh, with, with the jacket on and, and all that sort of, and the hat and all that sort of thing. I didn't love that movie. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. I I, I felt like, uh, I, you know, I often feel like w- w- when uh, people try to make movies about sort of old stories, they they miss out on the the emotional depth, I guess, of the character or the or the narrative somehow with me, and it it just goes past me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought I, I thought it was a movie I'd be very excited about, but and I got through it. But yeah, I, 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 I don't I don't think of it as a great film. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's Paddington one. That's yes, you, you did not see so Paddington two. I did not see Paddington two. Paddington two. Um, it, it, it's it, it stands alone in a sense. You don't need to see Paddington one to see Paddington two. It helps, but it kind of you know Paddington one establishes the world where Paddington kind of comes to this this neighborhood in London and right. kind of helps everyone out and everyone lives a better life. Uh, Paddington two. Um, 
again, kind of stands on its own as its own story and just kind of furthers the story of the way uh, that he's kind of helping out everyone in this community. I saw this movie in January um, and immediately I knew it was something special and I kind of fouled it in the back of my head and said that no matter what happens this year, that's going in my top 10 this year. Um, Caught it on a plane in October was watching it again, and I said, "Oh my God, I haven't seen a better movie this year." <laughs> I still haven't seen a better movie. Now this. it's 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 totally imaginative. It's totally it, it it exists in this world of kindness, and Paddington is this kind of uh, this figure who spreads kindness and makes everyone better than. Everyone is as good as they can be. Um, and there's this there's this joy to the character. And there's there's kind of there's this there's this joy in the film and kind of it's really uh, articulately pl- uh, um, articulate. That doesn't make sense. But, uh, it's, <laughs> it's really. Right. Yeah. Yes. It, it, where every little thing that, that is introduced kind of comes back and in, in later on in the story in a yeah. really, really nice way. It's, 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 it's done like a like a really good episode of Seinfeld. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, but 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 I think overall is, is this kind of sense of um, a better place uh, kind of this um, just this this overall feeling of, of warmth that this that this movie gives you and I think that it stands in in really stark contrast to kind of what we're experiencing in 2018 hmm. so I think that you can look at Paddington 2 almost as a political film if you <laughs> if you if you if you want to um, if you sit down and watch it it's just a joy to watch but I think that if you look at it in the context of the world we're in and the world that we could be in it shows you a better place and Paddington is the vehicle um, for that kind of kindness. That's wow. that's what I took from it. Wow. Um, and, and you can look at it in several different ways. But also there's there's this there's this like this this charming uh, Hugh Grant performance in it. He plays a, like a kind of uh, a washed up actor, and it's a really self effacing role <laughs> from him. And he's really good. And it's got a great cast. Uh, Brendan Gleeson's in it. Sally Hawkins is in it. It's just it's 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 like the best of the best of the Brits, uh, and this cute little bear at the center of it all. So so that's my spiel on Paddington Two. And I promise anybody who watches this film will wow. will will feel better after having watched that's it. That's really that's really high praise. You know, I mean, one of the things I think is true is that any movie that is uh, uh, cleverly or uh, smartly written, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think. Tends to tends to capture more of our imagination than than, than others, and and writing really does matter. Yes, not just uh, dialogue and the lines, but the narrative that emerges from a film. And I guess what I hear you saying is that that this is this is a wonderfully written movie. It really is, and it's very British too, right? I mean, like American kids' movies are kind of gobbly goops of you know a bunch <laughs> of loud stuff being thrown at the screen. This is a very kind of uh, relaxed, uh, kind of like a, um, like a, it's like a good book in a sense, right? It's 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 a good book versus like a loud, uh, crashing thing that's kind of really in your face. Yeah. Um, it, it, you can tell that there, there's care in this thing. Um, it's just it's just really well done. Hmm. Hmm. The, the the Britishness of it all, I think, may may speak to you as <laughs> may speak to me as well. Now the real question is. Is Paddington Two a Christmas movie? <laughs> <laughs> Paddington Two is is not a Christmas it doesn't movie. Doesn't qualify. But man, I, if there was if there was even a threat, if they mentioned the word Christmas, <laughs> I would call it a Christmas movie. Yeah, I would through. throw it in there. <laughs> All right. Again, the number on the phones is three one three five seven seven one zero one nine. Call and tell us what you are watching. 
during the Christmas holiday. Also, give us a call. Tell us what movies you saw this year that stand out in your mind, things that you think we might all be reminded of in just a few months when uh, we're thinking of the year of the movies that will win Oscars uh, next year. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll work you into the conversation. Let's start with Mary in Oxford. Mary. Yes, my non-traditional Christmas movie, <laughs> Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, Based on a true story, uh, the murder happens at a Christmas party. At a Christmas party, party, Ah. Starring Kevin Spacey, John Cusack, Jude Law, and uh, Lady Shep Lee. Yes. Portraying herself, the transgender or transsexual entertainer. Pardon me, I'm not sure which fit, but takes place in Savannah, Georgia. That movie makes me want to go to Savannah, which I still have not done. (laughs) Go to Savannah on Christmas. (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I I also love that movie, uh, and uh, I also love uh, love that book. Uh, uh, it's just a, it's really well done, and and again, I think it is. I think that is a Christmas movie. It qualifies, right? Because uh, there's a Christmas party. Going if there's on a Christmas there. party, if there's a Christmas song, <laughs> you know, uh, Shane Black, who did uh, who wrote like Lethal Weapon, and he he wrote and directed Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. He did Iron Man three. He's got a thread of Christmas in all of his films. So hmm. from the Long Kiss Goodnight to Lethal Weapon, uh, again, uh, all those are Christmas movies. And like Shane Black <laughs> is the king of Christmas. Huh. Wow, uh, Mary, thanks very much for the reminder uh, about that movie. Love Actually. If we want to, if you want to go, now don't even start that argument. Anymore. I love Love Actually, <laughs> and that's a super super Christmas movie. That is a super Christmas movie. Yes. I agree with. It's that. like the ultimate Christmas movie. I just don't love that movie. That oh, much. I love. This. I See, think again, it's okay. I'm, I'm showing my my. Uh, <laughs> My Britishness here. <laughs> it's, a, it's it's a fine movie. It's just not a great movie. I, I think it, it, people it, get too worked up about. It. I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for the kind of <laughs> the sweeping joy of a great of a of a nicely told romantic comedy. <laughs> All right, Mary. Thanks for the call and the reminder. Let's go to Fran in Redford. Fran, welcome to Detroit today. You there, Fran? Nope, I think we lost Fran. Uh, let's go to Jonathan in Redford. Jonathan, welcome to Detroit Today. Are you there, Jonathan? Yeah, hi. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. So my two, like, I have to watch are National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> yes. And It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Now that's a real, there's a real range represented in your choices <laughs> there. Uh, Christmas Vacation is uh, not just silly and funny, but also a little cynical uh, about <laughs> about some things about Christmas. It's a Wonderful Life, of course, is one of the yeah, most Yeah, in my defense, one of them is my <laughs> wife's choice. Christmas Vacation is my wife, <laughs> the one that my wife's family always has to watch, and It's a Wonderful Life is mine. So she had never <laughs> seen It's a Wonderful Life until we got together. And uh, so we have to get her choice in, and we have to get my choice in Very for it cool. to be a complete Christmas. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jonathan, I appreciate the call. Uh, Adam, before we get to more callers, and we have quite a few, uh, let's talk about some of the other trends in movies this year some of the other ups and downs that uh, that we saw at the box office this year uh, a big thing that's happening in movies uh, apart from the box office per se although there's there's little trickles of it coming into the box office is Netflix mm-hmm. uh, Netflix spent 13 billion dollars this year producing new content they released some 80 
original films wow. on their service, more than one a week, and just kind of flooding viewers and working with some of the world's best filmmakers. Uh, Roma begins on Netflix today. It's outstanding. You must watch it hmm. today. Yeah. You have to watch I have it today. Not, I have not, uh, I've not read a lot about that, actually. You're going to flip. It's, it's, it's fantastic. It's done by Alfonso Cuaron, who did um, Children of Men and Gravity and Itumama Tambien. Uh, it's fantastic. It's absolutely one of the year's best movies. Uh, oh. It made my top 10. Wow. Um, they're working with the Coen brothers. They had the Ballad of Buster Scruggs on there. Um, Netflix is really kind of um, splashing, splashing the field, changing the game. Um, and, you know, Roma is a big test of whether or not it'll get the best picture nomination that everyone kind of expects it to. Um, We'll see. But yeah. that's, you know, if you can get movies that it's also opening in theaters today uh, in, a, in a handful of theaters. But if you start having. But you um, can also watch it on Netflix. You can also watch it on Netflix today. And if you have films that are being, you know, Oscar nom- nominated for Best Picture that are going right to Netflix, game changer. The other big thing I, I would say is like diversity. Um, Black Panther was the was the biggest film of the year. Yes. Uh, the third biggest film of all time at the domestic box office it made seven hundred million dollars. Um, there was there was there was anticipation for this movie, but nobody expected it to kind of do what it did. What it did, and yeah. it, it excited moviegoers. It excited communities who were kind of holding these. Um, these screenings for for students in schools and, and bringing uh, kids from the inner city out to see the movie, uh, you know, celebrities were sponsoring screenings. You didn't this 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 blew everyone away, um, and it's and it's a great superhero and film. And it's a great example of a movie tapping into uh, a sort of. Uh, just under the surface kind of cultural imperative, right? Yes. This idea of a movie made by uh, a black director mm-hmm. starring an almost all black cast uh, about a black culture and society. I mean, the, the, there was something about that and the timing with which that was released that I think really swept out, swept everything up together and made it made it bigger than it might have been if you'd released that five years ago for instance absolutely it was it was a cultural swell and it all kind of came together during that there were also a handful of other movies that were released this year that kind of dealt with race in a really smart sophisticated way um and we and we also had a movie like green book which took on race from a really old school perspective but you had movies like blind spotting so that was on your list your top 10 blind list. spotting and is I, a really interesting I have film to say i haven't heard much about that either until i read uh until i read your list it's um along with black panther uh blind spotting and also sorry to bother you have this oakland current uh, they all like Black Panther begins and ends in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blind Spotting takes place in Oakland. Sorry to bother you, takes place in Oakland. Oakland is kind of like the, an epicenter here for kind of stories being told about race today in a really fresh way. Uh, both Blind Spotting and Sorry to Bother You um, are very, very smart, interesting films. Blind Spotting made my list. It's by it's by um, uh, David Diggs and Raphael Casal. They're they're a pair of friends who grew up in the Oakland area. Um, in the in the verse in the in the poetry verse universe in the verse universe, um, <laughs> and they made a movie about about you know race and uh, police brutality and gentrification in Oakland, and kind of presented it almost through this prism of verse. Uh, but it really takes on 
what's happening in their town today in in a really interesting way. And I think that it's especially relatable in Detroit. There's an Oakland Detroit connection. I think where they're both kind of scrappy cities that mm. that deal with a lot of you know stuff on their heads. Uh, Blind spotting. If it's not on DVD now, it I think it is. It, it's it's on DVD now. Really really worth checking out. Um, but it, I think it was like my number eight movie of the year. And Beale yeah. Street, which Beale opens Street on is Christmas, coming, yeah. is number is number nine. It's it's from Barry Jenkins, who did Moonlight. Um, it takes place in the early seventies from the novel by James Baldwin. Uh, fantastic, riveting stuff. And if there was any doubt after Moonlight that Barry Jenkins was not <laughs> like a born filmmaker, watch this movie and you'll just be blown away. And it's also got one of the best scores of the year. Wow. The score, the score is just moving. I'm, I'm actually really looking forward. Beale Street. To, Beale, to I, 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 I can't wait till you see it. I can't As wait. Someone till who has sees not it. gone to the theater more than. I don't know one or two times this year. I will go see. Yeah, I will go see that. Movie. Beale Street, something else. Yeah. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna continue talking about 2018 movies and Christmas movies. Stay with us on the phones and stay with us on the air. Uh, Paula in Dearborn, Carrie in Royal Oak, Emily in Troy, Charlie in Huntington Woods, and Neil at Selfridge Air Base. We will get to all of you next. Stay with us on Detroit today. This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for joining us. We are talking about the year in movies, 2018, the highs and the lows, the box office trends. Uh, we're also talking about Christmas movies because it is that time of year. What are the movies that you have to see each Christmas? Uh, what are the movies that you are sitting with your family maybe and watching? Also, tell us what movies you consider Christmas movies and what movies you don't. There's been a long <laughs> argument going on here at Detroit Today among the staff about which movies are Christmas movies and which ones don't qualify. Uh, as always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you into the conversation. Let's go to Paula in Dearborn. Paula, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning. Hey. Hello. Yeah. Not not calling about a Christmas movie, but a plug for one of my favorite movies of the year. Okay. Which was The Gospel According to Andre, about Andre Leontali of Vogue magazine. Huh. I don't think I saw that. I am certain I didn't see that, and I don't think I saw very much about it. What is, the, what, what is it about that film that uh, has you still thinking about it? It well, I was fortunate to see it in New York, and Mr. Talley was there, but I've always admired his career and his persistence, and he talks about the glass ceiling, that he was never going to be editor-in-chief at Vogue, but it traces his childhood in the Deep South and how his grandmother inspired him and being part of the African-American churches, and that that was a fashion show, and that was really his introduction to fashion. Wow. Wow. I will have to go and try to check that out. Is that a movie that you've seen, Adam? Uh, I remember it came out here, I think, in the spring, maybe, and I missed it. And I'm hmm. now I feel really bad about myself. Here I am going on about all the movies I've seen. <laughs> right? You saw 243 <laughs> movies, and but I, not this one. <laughs> I got to see it. It's on my list for the holidays. <laughs> uh, Paula, thanks very much for the call and the tip. I will 
check that film out for sure. Bill on Twitter says Scrooged with Bill Murray and Miles Davis is the best Christmas movie. I, I know a lot of people who love that movie. People uh, love Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah, right. He's great in almost everything. Uh, Chris on Twitter says Batman Returns is my go-to yeah. Christmas movie every year. It is. See, that's what I like. I like these. Season. The I like Batmobile these. drives in the snow and has a great <laughs> Christmas message at the end of the movie. Plus, you know it's Batman. Uh, I, you know, I, I love that movie. That's my favorite of that that uh, series of Batman movies with uh, with Michael Keaton and then several other people playing it. I thought that was the the, the darkest of them. It was dark. And that's sort of ironic, given that it was so dark and it was set during Christmas. Classic Tim Burton. You know, they, the, 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 the bats that fly out of the Christmas tree uh, are the... <laughs> that's the image that I always think of. When I think of that, uh, when I think of that movie, uh, I just think of the penguin. The penguin, right? That's right. Uh, <laughs> let's go to Neil. Neil at Selfridge Air Base. Welcome to Detroit today. A call. Um, I just wanted to challenge your guest a little bit when he's saying that uh, a Christmas movie is anything where Christmas is mentioned, and that's not always. <clears throat> excuse me, that's not always the case. I mean, I know like uh, Deadpool. I think they mentioned Christmas in that movie, and that doesn't make it a Christmas movie. Christmas movie. Uh, Back to the Future Two. They have uh, mentioned Christmas in that. That doesn't make it a Christmas movie. Christmas movie. You know, so that's just my take on it. But my, um, I don't really have a favorite Christmas movie. Uh, uh, the the Charlie Brown Christmas that uh, comes on TV. I think that's my favorite. If I have to say one, that's when you really feel like it is Christmas when that comes on. Uh, but Scrooge, like the previous, uh, like you read, the Scrooge was a really good one too. That one. I actually, uh, short story with that one, I went to go see that with a friend of mine in high school, and at the end where he's having that really emotional uh, monologue, he's talking to the camera, I actually started crying a little bit. I was like, wow, this is really deep. And the person I was with, she looks over at me and says, Neil, are you crying? And I, of course I did the classic, no, I'm, just, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm You're crying. crying. So, but uh, thanks for taking my call. Really appreciate the topic, guys. Neil, I appreciate the call and the, and the commentary there. And you and Adam disagree uh, about what's a Christmas movie and what's not. But Deadpool, okay. Christmas movie. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you. Thanks. Uh, let's go to Kathy in Livonia. Kathy, welcome to Detroit hey. today. Hey, how are you? Hey, Stephen. Good, how are you? Good. Good. Listen, uh, there's a new one on Netflix called The Christmas Chronicles with Kurt Russell. Um, oh. that's, that's really good. I, I enjoyed it with my eight-year-old granddaughter. Um, Kurt Russell plays Santa Claus. He's a <laughs> cross between Bruce Springsteen and my brother David. Um, and then uh, Oliver Hudson, who is um, Goldie Hawn's son, plays a lead role, and then Goldie Hawn makes a cameo appearance at the end. And it's oh just a really family affair. I was going to say, it's the whole Russell family <laughs> <laughs> in there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to it's check really that good. out, you Kathy. You can check in yeah. yeah, for sure. Happy yeah. Merry Christmas. Excellent. Uh, thanks very much for the call uh, and the, the the info there. Let's go to Carrie in Royal Oak. Carrie, welcome to Detroit Today. Hi, guys. How Hi. are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good. So my um, favorite Christmas movie is, you wouldn't realize it's a Christmas movie from the title, but Meet Me in St. Louis with mm-hmm. Judy Garland. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the movie, that's the first time they're actually debuting Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas as a song. Wow. Judy Garland sings it for the very first time in that movie. Oh, and wow. uh, it's just kind of a campy romantic uh, <laughs> movie from that time that I just love. 
Wow, uh, uh, Carrie, thanks very much for that reminder. I don't, I you know, I don't remember that movie debuting that song. Of course, I know the song and I know the Judy Garland version of it. I didn't know it came with that movie. So there's another movie I've got to go check out <laughs> before uh, before Santa comes uh, on Christmas Eve. Uh, before we break, Adam, <clears throat> uh, I want to give you a chance to talk just a little about Oscars, which are coming up. Nominations are soon. And uh, in March, I guess, or February, we'll, we'll have the big ceremony. What, what are the things that you think uh, we're likely to see with Oscar nominations this year? You need to, they need to have, because there's been this, this, this reach, you know, from the Academy to, they, they almost did that thing this year with the popular Oscar. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're really in a space where the last, I don't know, seven or eight Best Picture winners have not been big Box office successes. And I think you've seen uh, viewership decline. I think you've maybe seen relevance decline. And I think that this year, they almost have to have a giant movie definitely nominated, but maybe winning Best Picture, Hmm. which I think is why Black Panther might find itself in the conversation. Um, I think you're going to have a lot of people saying that this movie was adored by critics um, a gigantic hit with audiences. What are you talking about? It's not nominated for Best Picture. That's got a shot. I think A Star Is Born, which was, which again, I think it made about two hundred million dollars. Really yeah, Lady Gaga's fantastic. You'll love it. Um, it's got some problems. We can talk about it afterwards. <laughs> uh, but again, it made like two hundred million dollars. That I think needs to be in the conversation. Uh, Roma is an absolutely fantastic movie. I was talking about it earlier, but it's a it's a foreign film. It's in black and white. It's got subtitles. If something like that goes ahead and wins Best Picture, the Academy's going to have a real problem on their hands. Merits notwithstanding, <laughs> I think that they need to reach out and have a giant movie become Best Picture this year. And win I think that you're going to I think oh. you're going to see a push towards uh, towards audience friendly fare. Uh, especially in that race. And then, you know, maybe Gaga gets a nomination. Um, I, I hear that she is fantastic. She's really good. And, 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 and of course, she's got the voice. You know, I, we're, we're long past the point of thinking that she's like a throwaway pop star. Um, she, there's Everyone knows that there's something there. And uh, A Star is Born, Bradley Cooper really kind of tapped into it. A marvelous performance. I, I don't, I'm not sure that people knew that she, they had, she had that in her. It really plays to her strengths, obviously, but she's really good. It, it, does this make her the new Meryl Streep? I doubt it. It's a musical, <laughs> uh, you know, so, so it's it's in her lane. But she's really, really good. And then you got stuff like, you know, Melissa McCarthy and in, in Can You Ever Forgive Me? Uh, another one you need to put on your list. Um, her and Richard E. Grant have, have this great kinship in the film uh, a couple of losers rolling around New York but maybe I think they both might find themselves you know with a couple nominations a lot a lot of interesting stuff out there Um, but look for something big to win best picture picture. if they don't they're in trouble wow okay that's my that's my that's my crystal ball that's a that's a wonderful preview makes me uh, even more excited yeah for the nominations which are coming uh, is that january is that right january Uh, nominations february ceremony february ceremony all right adam graham film critic at the detroit news always so much fun thank you have you here talking about movies on detroit today Woohoo! up next uh, we are going to talk with an innovative flint artist tunde alanaran about his big year and his big Big album. Really excitement. Uh, really excited here in the studio for him to join us. Stay with us on Detroit Today.